0: First word. There is an administrative reform that needs to be adopted and integrated into our government system as a tool for institutionalizing accountability in government, and it is the inspector general system in public administration which is widely used today in the U.S. federal government and other western states. In her book The Accountability State, Oxford academic Nadia Hilliard recounts and assesses the innovation in public administration introduced with the inspector general system and the significant achievements of inspector generals in improving public administration in the United States it is a book that ought to be a must-reading for all cabinet members and administrators in the Marcos administration. After studying at length the Anti-Graft and Corrupt Practices Act and the many provisions of the 1987 Constitution concerning crimes of corruption and dishonesty in the government service, I have concluded that our continuing frustration and despair over corruption in our government bureaucracy will abide for as long as we persist in just denouncing graft and corruption, and stop short of passing laws to ensure accountability and governance. From denouncing to stopping— As a rule, our politicians prefer condemning and investigating graft and corruption to passing measures to institutionalize accountability in the government service because investigations and denunciations generate publicity and controversy. Consequently, I am skeptical and cynical about the schemes of anti-corruption crusaders, such as congressional hearings conducted on live TV by Senate committees and the creation by presidential order of anti-graft commissions and task forces. All the grand schemes and plans to stop corruption are perennially bound to fail because they do not possess the wherewithal to combat the menace. It is in this light that I urge our government to switch focus from denouncing graft and corruption to seriously stopping fraud, waste and abuse in the government service. There is a proven formula to make this happen, and this is the adoption of the Inspector General system in our government. Rationale for Inspector General I want to propose to the President and to the majority coalition in Congress that they join together in passing a law that will institutionalize the Inspector General system in the executive branch of government, including the military. The rationale for the system is simply stated. In our government system today, we have the Commission on Audit firmly in place to examine, audit and settle all accounts, pertaining to revenue and receipts of, and expenditures or uses of funds and property, owned or held in trust by or pertaining to the government, or any of its subdivisions, agencies or instrumentalities through the vigilant work of the Audit Commission, the nation has been able to monitor the expenditure of public funds, and in so doing has become aware of malfeasance in the handling of public funds. This laudable vigil and scrutiny, however, covers only the expenditure of public funds. We have no system for monitoring whether government agencies are doing their work or accomplishing desired targets. And we have no way of checking fraud, waste and abuse in government. U.S. Inspector General Act. In 1978, the U.S. Congress embarked on a remarkable reform dramatically designed to intensify its oversight over the federal government. It enacted the Inspector General Act of 1978, or the IG Act, to combat fraud, abuse and waste in the programs and operations of federal departments and agencies. Congress passed the IG Act after hearing evidence that fraud and waste had reached epidemic proportions within the federal government. The Congress' solution to the problem was the creation of offices of Inspector General within executive agencies. The offices of Inspector General embedded in government departments and agencies have been given broad powers to investigate the agencies that they are appointed to oversee. In this regard, the offices of Inspector General possesses broad subpoena power in conducting its investigations. Consequently, the various offices of Inspector General are well equipped to uncover fraudulent activity on the part of those who contract with the government. Much of what I cover here refers mainly to investigative offices in the United States. There are similar offices in many countries, especially in Europe. In the U.S., the Office of Inspector General is a generic term for the oversight division of a federal or state agency aimed at preventing inefficient or illegal operations within their parent agency. Such offices are attached to many federal executive departments, independent federal agencies, as well as state and local governments. Each office includes an Inspector General, or IG, and employees charged with identifying, auditing and investigating fraud, waste, abuse, There are today 73 federal offices of inspectors general in the U.S. A significant increase since the statutory creation of the initial 12 offices by the Inspector General Act of 1978. The offices employ special agents, criminal investigators, often armed, and auditors. In addition, federal offices of inspectors general employ forensic auditors or audigators, evaluators, inspectors, administrative investigators, and a variety of other specialists. Their activities include the detection and prevention of fraud waste, abuse and mismanagement of the government programs and operations within their parent organizations. While the IG Act of 1978 requires that Inspectors General be selected based on their qualifications and not political affiliation, precedentially appointed Inspectors General are considered political appointees and are often selected, if only in part and in addition to their qualifications, because of their political relationships and party affiliation. While all of the federal offices of Inspectors General operate separately from one another, they share information and some coordination through the Council of Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency, CIGI. As of 2010, the SIGI comprised 68 offices. There is notable evidence of the office's return on investment to taxpayers, judging mainly from the semi-annual reports to Congress that Inspectors General are required to file regularly. Congressional committees in both houses rely on the IG's reports when they conduct inquiries into the work of federal offices. Accountability State and Inspectors General, Nadia Hilliard, a research fellow at the University of Oxford, studied the inspector general system in her book The Accountability State, U.S. Federal Inspectors General and the Pursuit of Democratic Integrity, Cambridge University Press, Cambridge, 2018. It is a timely book for readers who are concerned about government accountability. It explains why inspectors general play an essential role in preventing fraud, waste and abuse in government. The Accountability State is an excellent exploration of the evolution of and variation in inspectors general in the federal government. It moves beyond mere case study to situate this important bureaucratic actor in both public administration and democratic theory. Relying on a wealth of public documents, elite interviews and analysis of media coverage, Hilliard demonstrates the way in which the inspector general reflects the long-recognized tension between democracy and administration, and the central role accountability mechanisms play in resolving that tension. It is a must-read for those concerned about the democratic implications of the modern administrative state, commented Katie Harriger, Professor of Political Science, Wake Forest University. Melvin Dubnick, Professor of Political Science, University of New Hampshire, wrote of Hilliard's book, Hilliard brings the perspective and critical skills of a democratic theorist to the study of the Inspector General, and in the process highlights both the problems and prospects of improving accountable governance. Each case provides insights on par with classics in the field that demonstrate how politically challenging the watchdog role can be, and yet she never loses sight of broader contemporary context, the web of accountability, within which these unique agents of accountability operate. Our own Inspector General Act. It makes sense for Filipino policymakers and administrators to now legislate our own Inspector General Act that will fit our unitary system of government and our conditions and our experiences in public administration. The key benefit from having our own Inspector General legislation is that we will put in place in our entire government bureaucracy a system for continually checking fraud, inefficiency and abuse in government. The system that was severely abused by Janet Lim Nopales and her fraudulent foundations will be uprooted by a different system of control. The post of Inspector General will be an ideal career goal for many of our lawyers and new graduates of schools of public administration and political science. The title carries some distinction, which serious professionals will be proud to uphold. If the Marcos administration adopts this reform between now and 2025, in just a few short years, and right before the close of BBM's term in 2028, we could have our own accountability state. Yen Mekabenta at Yahoo.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues